Welcome everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Hi, Virginia. (laughs) Good morning, Natalie. Good morning. This week, a friend of Virginia's and of mine, and also one of the founders of Spectrum Wellness is here, Darcy Collins, to talk to us about seasons of life. Hi, Darcy. Hi, Natalie. Thank (laughs) you for having me. Of course. Virginia, I know there's a very specific reason why you're having Darcy join us today. There is. Darcy is a very unique individual, as I think everyone is, I might add. Yes. But her uniqueness has impacted my life greatly, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for everyone to meet her. But as we are thinking about and talking about seasons of life, obviously this is the end of December and we're recording for a January release, is that right? Yes. And I thought about how December is such a special month. Mm-hmm. And the groundwork for December is really established in November, which is my favorite holiday, I might add, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And I think there's so much preparation. There's just, there's so many special things that go into Thanksgiving that prepare us for December. Yeah. And it's the end of a season in our lives. It's not just the end of a, the year, right? Yeah. Of a year, another year, but it's the end of a season mm-hmm. of our lives. And I think that's what prompted us to discuss this topic. Is that right? Yes. I forgot how we came about this, but I wanted to read a little something. Go for it. That I found really compelling. And I've read this many, many, many times in my life, but for some reason this year, it impacted me a little bit differently. There's a season for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to search and a time to give up. There's a time to keep and a time to throw away. There's a time to tear down and a time to mend. There's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate. And there is a time for war and a time for peace. I thought, where are the resources found to help us prepare for these times in our lives? Where do we learn about all these seasons? I came into the office today, as you know, and this picture of my family, and I'm going to do a little segment for the post for our Instagram post a little bit later. But it moved me to tears. And it's this picture that you all know sits on my desk of when we left Montevideo, Uruguay. Yeah. And I was so impacted by the look on my face. Something in this picture tells me I knew I was never going back. And I was certainly never going back to what I was leaving. Right. 
And I thought about all the sacrifices, and I often reference that, that my father and my mother made. But in terms of thinking about the seasons of life, that was a season that I would never revisit or experience anything like it. And I'll expound on that in our little post that we're going to make. But I remember conversations we would have with dad around the dinner table. And it was like instructions on Proverbs. And I realized that he sowed so much wisdom into our hearts, driven from fear, for sure, and deep convictions. We talked about that in the last episode. Yes. But also driven by love, motivated by deep, deep love, and realizing his own limitations. He could not be with me. So he sowed many things into my life and he was very intentional not mine but mine my brother and my sister he was very intentional about doing so and then I realized that during those conversations he also was training me like an athlete trains to be consistent to be focused to be resilient and to understand the disciplines and the sacrifice necessary to finish well these are all things an athlete is very well acquainted with with yeah but then I realized he also prepared me for battle and he taught me about the conflicts that I would face in life and in the world and he often spoke about the state of affairs and the human condition and it wasn't until I came across the canon that speaks to the human condition like no other book the bible that I realized that this was really a book about us in time And instructions on living was the book of Proverbs. And as I read through the book of Proverbs for the very first time, I realized this is what my dad was doing. So I summarized experiences in my life and who I was to become and what I was to experience as a person, as a farmer, an athlete, and a warrior. And these were things that just stayed with me. So I wanted to perhaps share my perspective on seasons of life in the context of those life lessons that were given to me. So home was a training ground. And my dad was my instructor. And at some things he excelled, and in other things perhaps what he was trying to do didn't translate quite how he had intended. (laughs) I think we all relate to that. But I think the fruit of it has been great. And rest is the fruit Mm -hmm. of that pilgrimage. And by the way, I think I have woven the components of farming, of training, and of battle Mm -hmm. into the narrative of rest, my reconstitution approach to healing. Yeah. And those of you listening, I encourage you to join us for our 40 days of rest because they're transformational. Yeah. Too much to get into into these small segments, but (laughs) we try to break them up in application. But Darcy, I invited you to join us because there is no way, I know so much about you, but there's no way you got to where you are in life without having a working understanding of the things I just mentioned. And so I I wanted you to address that. But before you address that, I wanted you to tell everybody how we met because it's such a beautiful story of the sovereignty of God at work in our lives always 
and how we can't do anything to mess up the seasons of our life. We can get derailed, but not all who wander are lost. That doesn't mean we're lost. We're not out of the grip of grace. And I want you to talk about that, how we met and how this narrative that I opened with is relevant to your own life. Thank you (laughs) for inviting me to join you. Sometimes the seeds that we're given and that we plant are for a different season than what we think. Mm -hmm. And there was a season of my life where my son was very instrumental in introducing me to some of the people that became very important in my life because he was at a college in our community and very active and very active with different ministries. And that's how he met Virginia. That's how he met you. Guests at the villa. Yeah. So they were at the villa. They were attending a fundraiser for a ministry. At the time, it was Wheatstone. And Wheatstone had been very impactful in Connor's life. My son Mm -hmm. changed his life, changed the trajectory of his life. And that's how he ended up at Biola University. It's an amazing program. Oh, it was just was so impactful. And while he was at the event with you at, at the villa, he was impacted by a lot of the things that, that you shared, but he came home to me and he said, I've met this woman and she sounds just like you. <laughs> she talks about the brain. She talks about God's sovereignty in people's lives and how we're created and how, how the neurons in our brain can be changed. I remember that conversation. He was, he was so impacted by it, but at the same time, he thought, well, this is a mirror image of a lot of the things that, that's important to my mom. And so he thought we would be a great team together as friends, as colleagues, whatever God had in mind. So we did connect once and promised to get together and then didn't. Over a phone call. Over Quick a phone, phone call. call. Yeah. So then three years later, I'm at the Thanksgiving table with Connor and I'm telling him about this wonderful technology that helps to balance the brain, calm the brain and... It's called Saraset. He said, oh, I have a friend who just went and did Saraset and had a great benefit from it in Orange County. And I said, oh, well, there's three locations in Orange County. I said, which one did he go to? One, it, and, and what Connor said is, well, he knows the owner. And I said, well, was it? And I named off two of the other location owners. And then I said, or Virginia Dixon. And he looks at me and he sits back and he said, mom, that's the woman I introduced you to. Three years ago. Oh my gosh, I know. That was unbelievable. And I did not realize that that was the, that you were the same person that he had introduced me to. But since then, I had been introduced to Saraset and had the benefit of, of utilizing the technology for, for my own brain and loved the benefits. But then after that, I was introduced to the owner of Saraset and they had invited me to come on board on their corporate team. So now I was a part of that team, not even remembering the the connection that Connor had made between the two of us. So I waited a day or two because it was Thanksgiving and I called you, I think the Saturday morning after, and you were in the car on the way somewhere. And I said, Virginia, this is Darcy. I wanted to reintroduce myself. My son Connor had introduced us. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, yes, I remember you. And I said, I'm also the Darcy that is now on the Saraset team. And I think you pulled over or you were just getting to. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) And so we both realized at the time that there were seeds that were planted 
long ago. We didn't follow up. We didn't, we didn't nurture them at the time, but they were for a different season. They were for a different season. So good. And so at, at that time, then we fully connected and I'll never forget. We went to coffee one morning and I said, there's a great event going on at the, at the location where my office is. I would love for you to see where I'm working and it's a beautiful location, and I think that you would love it. And so we came over here and took a tour, and that's where we're sitting today. Yeah, this amazing office space, yeah. I might add. You know, it makes everybody feel like home. So now we get to see each other just about every day. We, we work, work together, together, collaborate. Yeah. But I love what you just said, that Connor seated. Yeah, he planted those seeds He for planted us. those seeds from a conversation, I might add. And they didn't bear fruit for three years. And I think there's so many parallels of this in life and to our own life. But for today's segment, I was more interested in your own pilgrimage and the seeds that were planted. And I don't know what strikes you the most, perhaps. Is it the season of farming, the season of training, or is it the season really of battles and just having to be a warrior, having to be an athlete or having to be a farmer, which season do you find most appropriate with how life unfolded for you? Which are you most compelled? I feel that all of those are parts and parcels of our life in the continuum. We're always utilizing something that we've learned in all of those aspects of life, but some are more prominent Mm-hmm. at different times of life than others. And so Connor was faithful after the initial meeting with you to introduce us, not knowing what would come of those seeds. There's mm-hmm. so many times that we plant seeds. We never know what's mm-hmm. going to come of it. But because he did that, what took root was a commonality that we had in in helping people to heal. And when we did come back together, little did I know it was me. It needed the healing at that time. Mm. I had gone through a very hard season in my life. And as the farmer, I felt stuck in the mud. Mm. And I was able to be released from that Mm. and to not be frozen. And the blessing that has come from that has allowed me to use that to help others that are in, in that season of their life. Just stuck. Yeah, I have a lot of women who come to me and they have a variety of physical issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of women come to me for weight loss because they ignore their symptoms, but that's something they can't ignore. Their clothes don't fit anymore. They're uncomfortable in their own bodies. And when they come to me, we do an assessment that shows all of the symptoms that they're also dealing with. And that's where we change the focus and we focus on wellness and, and weight loss is just a, a great outcome of that. That's right. It's but a we, consequence. Yeah. We want them to be well. We want them to be well emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, spiritually. And that's where we began. What in the seasons of your life gave you a conviction to help people step into wellness? And from there, you resolved that this would be your life focus. So it began back when I was in junior high when my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. And that just planted a seed in me to be curious. How did that happen? 
and is it preventable? But as the years went by, it, it wasn't a focus for me until my boys were in high school and I was in a very stressful situation and it took me out physically. The stress that I was dealing with manifested in me not being able to breathe. And after many interventions with the doctor and trying different tests and nothing was coming up, they kept saying, there's nothing wrong with you. But you couldn't breathe. But I couldn't breathe. And we tested my lungs, my heart, my all that. And so eventually what I would do is I would would stay home from work for about three months. My breathing would resume. I'd be okay. And then I'd go back to work. And then Mm. it would happen again. And my doctor and I were both so frustrated. So the, finally I went into him and I wasn't breathing well again. And he said, I don't know what to do. And I just broke down. That's so well said because the, they have good intentions. But the fact is, if they don't understand functional medicine, they don't know what to do. And at that time he didn't, but that took him on a journey too. We, That's right. We both have, have, were completely different people than we were back then, but it, it really, the manifestation of the stress issues in my life that caused me to not be able to breathe was a turning point for both of us. Mm-hmm. So he handed me a book and it was about stress-based symptoms. And there was an assessment that I took in the book and I maxed it out. And he said, give me a year and let's see what we can do for you. And even at the end of that year, we hadn't resolved the issue. So I just changed my course and I went back to school and I studied nutrition Then I studied neurology and gastrointestinal issues and how all of that is affected by stress. Mm -hmm. And I helped myself to heal. But during that time, I kept thinking all through that education, why aren't we taught this? There's so much to this that can help people to have. You went into training. It was my training season. Right. And I built up my mental muscles to learn how to heal myself and the whole time thinking everyone needs to know this information just propelled me into research and learning more can i say too knowing you as i do and watching how you live i think it wasn't just even your brain and your mind that you built up but i saw you do a lot of hard soul work and I'm very specific in addressing that when I speak about the soul it's the mind the heart the will the conscience and the feelings and in that you really embarked on that journey of rest that we talk about and reconciling the competing narratives right between the story of design the stories we tell ourselves and the story from our ancestors and I watched you do that hard work to forge ahead and really become well-versed on all these principles of health. Because there is that intricacy, I think, in dealing with issues of health and wellness that need to be considered. And so I just personally watched you navigate all of it. I just wanted to add that. Thank you. And I asked a, a life coach recently what do you believe helped prepare you for this season of your life? What did you learn that most prepared you? And it resonated with me so much because she said, I took what I knew and stepped through the door to the opportunity I was given. But the most growth that I have experienced is in doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved that is that we, we prepare for battle or we prepare mm-hmm. to plant 
and we prepare as much as we can, but nothing grows us as much as getting into the planting and the nurturing and the growing or the preparing for the training for, yeah. for battle gets us mm-hmm. out there on the on the battlefield. But when we're out there, that's when we use everything we've learned and that's when we grow the most is when we're in it, deep in it. Deep in it. So funny you should say that because as you were speaking, I was thinking that those two things are what prepare us for battle. It is the sowing. It is the reaping. It is the training. It is everything that comes with those two seasons that prepare us for battle. And sometimes we have to battle our own narratives. Sometimes we have to battle our own impulses that we know are not productive. Sometimes we have to battle an institution. Sometimes we have to... The fight is real. Confusion, chaos, and dis-ease isn't just around us. It's within us. To be frank with you, I think those three narratives of planting, training, and the narratives of war are applicable and relevant to understand as we embark on these different seasons of life. And the reason... I think they have so much merit and so much value. It shifts the conversation inward instead of becoming judgmental and cynical and really, frankly, argumentative and combative with people around us. I don't think that's productive. We need to plant and train and do battle with confusion, chaos, and disease within ourselves. And then the rest somehow becomes so much easier. It does, and I I believe once we can reflect back with gratitude for the opportunities that we've been given. Oh, the things are that that we've been through, the the seasons that we've been through, and it it doesn't feel good at the time. No, but Natalie and I were speaking earlier, and what I was was saying is sometimes all we have, all we feel like we have, is a handful of seeds. And we don't know what's going to come of them. But in faith, we plant them, we nurture them, we learn how to tend to them. And as they grow, they're useful at different seasons of our life. Mm -hmm. And that's just the beauty of, (laughs) as we age, that we can look back and be so grateful for those seasons, even though they were so tough. And even now, I look at the seasons that my children and my grandchildren are going through, and I'm so grateful for what I've learned because now I can use that information and the, the hope that I have in my heart to help them through their tough times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the seasons come at us very quickly and in short order. And we have to be able to draw from what we learn. I should say, many times, more often than not, life requires that we access what we learned from those seasons in our lives very quickly and apply them with deep conviction. And that's why I think this conversation becomes important as we talk about what's involved in stages of life, seasons of life, and what they look like. So we're going to continue with those three narratives, I think, in the next two or three episodes. There is a season for everything in our lives, 
and the seasons sometimes can feel overwhelming. However, if we can draw from the training that we received from our families of origin, either by what was given to us or by what we observe was lacking, and we disciplined ourselves to learn, but if we can draw from that and keep in mind the analogy of the farmer, the athlete, and the warrior, I think all of our life experiences can serve us well. And give us strength and hope for the future. That's right. And then come together in community, right? And do life together as we have. It brings such joy to know that we can get through the seasons of life and we do it together. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Darcy. It's been an honor having you here. I was happy to be here. Thank you. All right, everyone. Don't forget, our next 40 Days of Rest begins January 20th. There's still time to register, so if you haven't yet, please go and register on the website. If you'd like to get in touch with Darcy and Spectrum Wellness, please go to spectrumwellnessoc.com. You can also find Spectrum Wellness on Instagram by following at Spectrum Wellness Solutions. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week. Mm